everybody, this is the House of Dark, and welcome to a new episode of Jeff Talk, where we're going to be talking about some nerdy things that happen. I don't know if it's going to be all Marvel, but we're going to definitely talk about comic book movie stuff and stuff of movies and movies of stuff and stuff of movies. Uh, by the way, just to be clear, you guys, I am still watching, I am currently watching The Gifted Season 1. I know Season 2 is happening as we speak, but right now I'm... I'm get, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. We we got the Cuckoo Sisters now officially been revealed, and the whole thing with uh, the Hellfire Club and stuff. So I'm 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 almost, I'm almost there. Well, you know, just just be patient with me. For those who want to try to talk about it with me, you know, we could talk about it soon. Uh, big big shout outs to um uh, real quick. Aquaman is killing it in the theaters. I, I forgot who they surpassed. They like they beat like a bunch of movies. Um. Yeah, it's officially become the highest grossing movie in the DCEU, which is which is great. I think it beat Justice League. I definitely beat a bunch of the others. It beat what was the other movies it beat that were outside the DCEU, and I can't remember. But it's definitely it's it is on its way to probably making a billion dollars. And I am okay with that because that movie was fantastic. Uh and I think it deserves all the success it gets because it was a movie that was done very well. And and so you know we we have some good surprises of 2018. Venom actually did it super super well, and Aquaman did very very good. So you know I think we're on a we're on a roll here with some good surprises these last couple of movies. And so let's keep that up. Uh, big reveal uh, for those who are okay. Who remembers the old PC game of uh, Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego? Now there was a bunch. They came out with a bunch of them. It was like, "Where in the USA is Carmen Sandiego? Where in the world? Where in time is Carmen Sandiego?" And they were like very educational games. Like, in order for you to get clues, you have to answer very specific questions about geography and things like that. So you know, it's it's it was definitely made for school. And then they had the they had the game show on PBS, and it was the same thing. And they had you know, it was you literally had to answer these like super these questions that were based on education. And to find Carmen San Diego at the end of the game, you actually had to reconstruct the United States. So it was it was really it it definitely was education. And then they had the animated series that came out in the nineties. It was like I want to say like nineteen ninety four. I think it was on for like a couple of years. And it was the same kind of show. It was very it was like it hit you with educational stuff, but it had like action scenes and stuff like that. And Carmen San Diego was sick in that in that, in that show. So apparently on Netflix they're coming out with a Carmen San Diego. I want to say origin story because it's like it's, it shows her before she like puts on like the fedora and the trench coat and how she was trained and she became one of the greatest thieves. Then she took on now. Now, here's the thing in this show, in this show, they're making her out to be like like an antihero, like she's stealing from the evil rich on, you know, for, you know, the bad guys who are rich and have stuff. But like, of course, you know, to the law that doesn't all is stealing is stealing. You know, granted, uh, in the old series, she just stole, and, it, and like she was very, she was like not a bad guy. Like she didn't like do bad things to people. Like, she, but she stole very specific things. So I am, I am curious to see if that's the, uh, for the way the show looks, that's the direction they're taking. Like she's not like a bad guy, even though she's breaking the law. She's not a bad guy. So it, it looks all right. I think they could have chose a better like idea for animating. Like she like someone says that she looks like one of the um, what was that insurance commercial? It was the insurance or something easier, if whatever it was, but it was like that type of animation. I don't know. It looks okay. I I like the other version where she was super like mysterious. I know, so it might be good. It might be good. We'll see what happens. Um, 
it was revealed about you know the whole title about Endgame was like decided before they put the line in Endgame on Doctor Strange, and so I'm like I'm pretty sure they already like planned that, so I'm not that surprised that they're like oh no we already decided it was gonna be called Endgame before Doctor Strange said it. Yeah, I know that makes sense, and so but I at the same time it also means that 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 line of dialogue that and I just watched uh, Infinity War a couple of days ago. It's on Netflix again, and I watched it a couple of days ago. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just, it feels, it doesn't feel, what do I want to say? It was not by accident that they had Dr. Strange say that. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm not, I mean, sure, you guys had it d- d- decided before that, but it doesn't make me think you didn't plan for him to say that in the movie. I just, it doesn't feel any, doesn't feel a shocker to me. Uh, and apparently, all the footage that were, are being shown and all the marketing and promo stuff for Endgame is only like the first 20 minutes of the movie, which I think is fantastic. Show us nothing. I think it's great. That's how it should be. Show us nothing. And so I'm okay with that. And so let's just let's just move on and be okay with that. And apparently, uh, that's how it should be. I think we should know very little walking into, especially the end of Phase Four. Excuse me, Phase Three. This is the end of Phase 3 and the end of very specific characters in the MCU. And so I think it's very smart to know nothing. Like, we weren't... Even even the stuff we did know when Infinity War came out, we weren't ready for it. So, <laughs> we still weren't ready, even though I walked in knowing en- enough about Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet and that story arc, we still weren't ready. So, I think it's even better that we know very little for Endgame, and then we're going to be surprised, because it's like, supposed to be like a three-hour movie. And this is it for, like, certain heroes of the MCU. No, I think it's smart. I think it's very smart, and they should do that. Uh, Big shout-outs to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse winning uh, a Golden Globe Award for Best Animated Motion Picture. I uh, Black Panther apparently lost to Bohemian Rhapsody, which I think is... is, is uh, I feel like that was on purpose. I'm not going to get, like, super into it, but I feel the fact that, like, Black Panther almost made $2 billion and made a huge difference in, like, not only in the in the cinematic, in the MCU universe, but also in, like, people in general. You know what I mean? It made people feel better about themselves in general. It stood out for more than just simply, uh, like, a, a animated, not excuse me, animated, a fictional universe with a fictional country and a fictional king. It stood for much more. And so the fact that the Golden Globes didn't pay attention to that outside of the fact that it was a super success. We're talking about super successful. It was like one of the best, one of the highest grossing films at the beginning of 2018. And so the fact that that was overlooked and just the message it left and stuff like that, I'm like very surprised. No, I'll take it back. I'm not surprised that Black Panther didn't win the award because these awards, as much as we hope that a lot of these awards are based on how the fans and everything and, and numbers and stuff look like it's not so i mean at least we got one marvel film to get an award out of there so you know like i said congrats to spider-man into the spider-verse for winning and not to say that bohemian rhapsody is not a good movie granted i still haven't seen it yet it's just compared to black panther it you know they're they, they one movie did super well compared to the other one so i just think it's very interesting but we're going to move on from that because we're not going to get into debate about stuff like that because I, ha- I tend to, like, hate those kind of conversations. But I just thought I'd make a little bit of a thing about it, uh, about what happened with the Golden Globes and uh, my Marvel stuff. So that's that's just how I, I got to be. Uh, so we're looking at 
Kevin Feige made it clear that Silver Surfer is in a docket of possibly having its own movie. Uh, uh, when that's going to happen, we don't know. We already know that X-Men and Fantastic Four for sure are going to be introduced into the MCU. How and what way, we're not sure yet. Uh, like I said, movies that we know for a fact are ma- are being made as of right now. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is, far- is done f- of production. We're just waiting for a trailer. Uh, the Internals for sure and Black Widow for sure. Uh, and probably Guardians 3 once we get an actual director. So those are the big things right now. And one of the things I wanted to talk about was, I can't remember if I talked about a previous episode, but we're going to talk about it again, is uh, about retconning things. Now, for those who are not familiar with retcon, it's the ability to remove or to change something in an existing storyline. Days of Future Past, for for all intended purposes, retcon uh, X-Men The Last Stand. You know about the death of Jean Grey and stuff like that, and so it 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 fixed some. And you a lot of times they use it to fix issues in a story that happened in the in the past. You know, so uh, Marvel Studios made it a point to retcon. <sighs> I don't, I don't. It's not, it's not the biggest deal. I, I it's not. It's just kind of. I felt like it was an obvious. And like I said, you know, correct me if I'm wrong if I didn't already talk about this because. There's a couple of things that are already... I feel like I talked about this. About them retconning... Uh, maybe because I talked about it a bunch with other people. I haven't done... I don't know if I did it on an episode. I should have listened to one of my, my, my last episode of Jive Talk. But they are retconning the... The story arc of Avengers saying that... Uh, Thanos was in charge of the attack in New York. And that Loki was influenced by the Mind Stone. Which if those who watched Age of Ultron was found out that it was in the staff. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. And, <laughs> and so in so all the blames to te- all for all you know, technically should go with the Thanos. Here's the thing, we already knew. I'm not gonna lie. We already knew. That first the fact that Thanos was revealed at the end of Avengers in the post credit scene was a clear indication of who was in charge. It it was very clear in the telepathic discussion with the Shatari, like general or you know, representative Thanos that it was that Loki was not in charge. And the fact that it was revealed in Infinity War with Bruce was talking to Tony, said that Thanos was the reason for the attack on New York, was a clear indication that Loki was not 100%. Like, it was not his idea. It wasn't him. So, no, not a big deal. I think it's not as big a surprise. Uh, I think it's the same thing as happening with... Uh, I think a couple of retcons are happening to pave the way for very specific reveals. Uh, obviously, I think retcons are happening to pave the way for the miniseries that are going to be happening on Disney Plus for uh, Scarlet Witch. You know, changing her from being uh, powered by the Mind Stone to now being a mutant. Her and Quicksilver to making Loki less of a bad guy for his miniseries and whatever else they're going to do for Winter Soldier miniseries. And I think Nick Fury's getting one too. Um, but I was watching a thing about some guys who are discussing the MCU and the future movies and stuff like that, that I could see this movie, especially Endgame, when the fact that we're looking at possible time travel and the story arc could pave the way to fitting in the Fantastic Four and bringing mutants into the MCU without directly having to make a movie yet. And so I could see that being a thing. This is the one time retcon could be it would work. 
You know, maybe you know the whole thing with Loki. That wasn't a necessary retcon, and it doesn't hurt anything. And in all honesty, like that actual retcon doesn't really hurt anything story wise. It doesn't really. Thanos is still the main bad guy. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really put a. It doesn't change anything. Not really. Uh, changing Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver from being powered by the Mind Stone to be mutants changes a lot, actually, because now you're introducing the mutants. You know, that's X-Men stuff. That's all X-Men territory. And for those who don't know, Fox literally had the rights to that term. That's why in any show like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, any of the any of the movies in the MCU, nobody in any time there was a mutants in the movie, unless it was done by Fox, you they were not allowed to use the word. I mean, even the show The Gifted is a Fox show, so they have the right to use the term mutant. So now that the MCU is now getting not only the Fantastic Four back, with X-Men and the term mutants, now they can go back and fix things to where they can introduce these things into the universe. And I can see this, and I can see also this paving the way, obviously, for the Fantastic Four to come in. Because one of the things they pointed out is if, you know, and this also makes sense with them talking about having Silver Surfer be, have his own his own film. Because what's the next big bad guy now? Now, now that Thanos will be, Taken care of in you know in Endgame. What's the next biggest bad guy you can use outside? Of like I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch, but like the big big. I mean, it's Galactus. So obviously, this gives an opportunity to introduce the Fantastic Four, introduce Silver Surfer. So it's a it's a your I think Phase Four maybe in the Phase Five is paving the way for Galactus. That makes sense. So if 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 the retcon that's happening that may happen in Endgame. And like I said, they did it with Days of Future Past with the time travel, and since they're going back in Endgame, they, and they reveal the fact that you know, Chris Evans is wearing his Winter Soldier suit in one scene, there's another a scene of him wearing his Avengers uniform. So they're going back. So this could, uh, this could be a way to imp, you know, implement these, uh, at least the idea of these characters into the MCU so they can be easily introduced later you know, in their own films without having to literally re, you know, reestablish how they exist. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, and not that they couldn't do it. It's just it makes it that much easier, and I appreciate that. And I think this is the one time retconning should be okay if it's to, if it's to improve not only a storyline but to add things that are necessary into a universe where they should already exist to begin with. So that's that's um that's exciting. That's exciting, and I'm okay with that. Because sometimes when they retcon, I was like, why did they change that? That doesn't make sense. Wait, you just put a plot hole in the stuff. You know what I mean? It's just so, it's one of those things. It's, it's stuff like that. And now, granted, people can argue, well, you know, if she's just a mutant, then she shouldn't have been able to, like, destroy the Mind Stone with a power. Look, first of all, Wanda Maximoff is super powerful. This girl has the ability to change reality. Read House of M. She not only killed half the Avengers in one comic book, but she changed the reality of the entire planet. Just think about that. She changed the reality of the entire planet in the House of M uh, comic series. And I'm serious. Go read it. She changed everything. So even if she wasn't powered by the Mind Stone, she's still super powerful. She's very powerful. They literally banded together. They called the Avengers and the X-Men to come find her to kill her because she was dangerous. They, put, they, went, they went to put an end to her because she was super powerful, super dangerous. She could have ended, like, literally destroyed the planet. That's how powerful Wanda is. So I'm okay with her putting her back to being the mutant because she was she's a mega level anyways. So I'm okay with that. 
it doesn't change anything other than paving the way for X-Men to be introduced and for other mutants to be introduced. So, no, I'm okay with that change. <laughs> so believe me. If, if anything, if anybody was, like, up in arms about, like, wait, did they change their origin? It was me at the end of Age of Ultra. Not Age of Ultra, Winter Soldier. So, believe me, I'm the one who's like, mm, I don't like that. Mm, that's dumb. And so, the fact that they fixed it, I'm like, okay, I'm okay with that. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be, I'm happy now. Uh, for those who are fans, especially we were talking about Venom earlier. For those who are fans of the Venom movie, the sequel has, has apparently, uh, according to Sony, it's now in production. And yes, Woody Harrelson is coming back to play Cletus Cassidy, who is known as Carnage. Now, I hope it may not happen. I would love for this movie to bring in Tom Holland to play Spider-Man so Venom and Spider-Man can fight Carnage. I just feel like it needs to be ha- it needs to happen. It, needs to, it, needs, it just needs to be done. But if it doesn't happen, it's okay. Like I said, Venom was one of those movies that did super well, and I know it surprised everybody around us. They did very well, and, and and it was actually a very good movie. And so if they're doing the same, if they do the same thing they did with Carnage and and Cletus, they did with Eddie and Venom, is going to do a good job. And this is the one fight we wanted, anyways. Wright was kind of a butt villain in the first movie. But it's okay because it was just giving it uh, an excuse to introduce uh, not only Venom and Eddie Brock, but Cletus and Carnage. So that's fine. It paved the way for that. And like I said, it was a success. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, too, <laughs> I, I've gotten into this with a couple of friends already about uh, Brie Larson's performance as Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Ms. Marvel, a.k.a. Captain Marvel in the MCU. Uh, here's the thing I feel like people need to remember. And people are like, oh, man, she seems kind of dry toast and blah, blah, blah. She seems kind of boring. Oh, my God. You guys tend to forget that she doesn't have her memory at all in this movie. And part of the whole premise is her getting her memory back and realizing that she was kidnapped by the Kree and turned into this warrior and, and blah, 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 blah. Now, they, they just recently dropped a special look at the film, like, featurette thing on YouTube. And I just watched it. And there was a couple of opportunities where Brie Larson had a chance to show some personality. And I think she did well for the little bit we got. Like, it's only like, uh, if we go look, let me look at it real quick. It's like a minute long. Uh, like It's like a minute and 30 seconds. And so she had, a, there's, a, there's a scene she has with, both the scenes are with Nick Fury. And she's having a conversation with him on two separate occasions. And she, yeah, it's like a minute and a half. And she... And, and those are chances, like, in normal conversation, the opportunity to literally uh, show personality. And she did so. I don't know how big, over-the-top you wanted her to be, but she did a good job. Like, she, t- she took a shot at Nick Fury in, in one scene and done with pretty decent personality. And her explanation of, like, the difference between Scroll and, her, and herself and stuff like that was done well very good as well it's little it's a small scene it's it's just it just gives enough of us to see that carol is going to show up in this film so for those who have the doubt for those who are talking jive that's outside of me look she's gonna do well i i have no reason to doubt that she's gonna do a really good job playing this character and she better because her character's spearheading the mcu (laughs) <laughs> so she's got some work to do. She's got some work. She's got some work to do. Uh, so I feel like it's going to be great. And like I said, the uh, I feel like the MCU is on its way to 
being really paving the way to introduce new characters, uh, you know, like Silver Surfer, the Fantastic Four, X-Men, all things related to mutants is going to be fantastic. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. And I feel like, you know, we all should be ready. We're like, what? We're, it's only barely halfway through January. So we got March 8th is the official release date for uh, Captain Marvel. So she's kind of like, she's kind of paving the way for what her important role in, in Endgame. So it's going to be cool to see how it all works out and stuff like that. Um, little little thing I wanted to say. I know people wanted Jason Momoa. There's a lot of people who were screaming up and down that Jason Momoa needed to play Lobo in the DCEU. But I think he did a really good job playing Arthur Curry, a.k.a. Aquaman. You know, I know people still want him to play Lobo, but it's too late. He's been immortalized into the DC Extended Cinematic Universe. God, that, that whole acronym is so dumb to me. As Aquaman. However, I saw they just really reveal some concept art from Guardians, how they wanted, they were looking at possibly using Jason Momoa to play Drax the Destroyer. <laughs> so, here's the thing. We have a good idea that Dave Bautista, who played Drax in 1 and 2 in Infinity War, probably is not, and in Endgame, is probably not coming back to play Guardians, to do Guardians 3 because of everything with the whole James Gunn situation. So here's my thing: if they are, if they had an idea of using Jason Momoa, why not? First of all, just to be clear, this is not the first time one actor has played multiple roles in each in both universes. So it's not going to be any different to this point, anyways. And it's technically not a conflict of interest because DC, you're not going to beat Marvel at this point, anyways. So why not let them do it at least once? Why not? I mean, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. I, I wouldn't be upset, and I, I have several friends of mine, including my younger sister and stuff like that, who would not be upset to see Jason Momoa shirtless again in another movie for the sake of being shirtless. Granted, you know, because it's Drax, he was shirtless literally the entire time, so I'm sure it wouldn't hurt their feelings if he was doing the same thing. So, this is my... <laughs> oh, and what is it? Reign of the Superman comes out soon. That's another big deal, too. For those who haven't watched The Death of Superman that came out July of last year, catch up because in a week, the Reign of the Supermen comes out, which is the, the literally part two of the Death and Life of Superman story arc, which is exciting because the movie, the Death of Superman was fantastic. So Reign of the Superman is going to be great. Cause you, know, you got the Eradicator being introduced, Cyborg, Superman, Steel, and Superboy. So I am excited. I am very excited, and it looks like it's going to be a really good movie. And I just let's just let's let's go, let's go. See, I, see right there. See what I did. See what I did right there. We talked about something DC. See, see, I can be I can be all well rounded and talk about everything. But I'm I'm excited for Reign of the Superman because this is they they're doing this story a lot of justice, and I am very 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 pleased with what they've given us so far. So that's my. That's my episode for today. Uh, like I said, don't don't ruin uh, gifted for me. Like I said, big ups to uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. They already they're already talking about sequel, so you know as well as good as it's done. Venom two is on its way. We got Ms., you know Captain Marvel coming up really soon. Uh, apparently, we're getting a new Shazam trailer sometime this month. They got the Morlocks and the Gifted. We're we're moving ahead here, guys. We're moving ahead. 
And like I said, another big ups to James Wan, Jason Momoa, and, and the entire cast of Aquaman for making a very successful movie. Like I said, I think it's supposed to be nearing like a billion or something like that. So like I said, that's a big shout out for a movie a lot of us were not expecting to do well and end up being fantastical. So <laughs> tell me what you guys think. Tell me, are you guys, What are you guys excited for? Are you still excited for Shazam that comes out in April? Are you looking forward to Captain Marvel? Do you think Brie Larson will deliver? Like, I know she will. Uh, how do you guys feel about uh, the Golden Globe Award, especially when it comes to uh, the comic book movie industry? And did you feel like uh, Black Panther got, you know, got snubbed? Do you feel like this was like this was all by design? Or just, did it just work out that Bohemian Rhapsody was much a better movie compared to Black Panther? You know, those things like that. You know, how do you feel about Dave Bautista still? Do you want him to come back and play Drax? Here's the thing. I want him to come back and play Drax because he established what Drax is gonna, was supposed to be like in the MCU. Whether or not the character has a future after Mark Guardians 3, we don't know. We haven't had a chance to figure it out yet. But Or, or after Endgame, we have no idea. Maybe they killed Drax at Endgame. We don't know. We have no idea. But the point is, is that I think Dave Bautista did a good job showing us what kind of character Drax is supposed to be. So I would love for him to come back and play this character. I really, really do. He just needs to get his head on straight and have a better attitude and so we can have so we can he can deliver what's what's fantastic about the movie about his character. Cuz part of it is because of, of him. It really is. So I would love for him to come back, but if if he doesn't come back, are you okay with maybe somebody like Jason Momoa taking over? Or who's your idea for a new Drax the Destroyer to come out for Guardians 3 assuming he's going to return in Guardians 3? Uh let me know what you guys think about that, you know. So what do you look forward to when it comes to Endgame? Uh, how do you feel? Do you think they're going to use the time travel thing as an opportunity to bring in certain things? What things do you feel like in the MCU that needs to be retcon? Like I said, they've made an adjustment when it comes to Loki. They're making an adjustment when it comes to the twins, like Origin. Instead of, like I said, instead of using the Mind Stone as the source of their power, the fact that they're mutants, which is actually canon because they are mutants in the comics. What what do you, what other things do you think the MCU needs to adjust to make a better story or to to improve on the 10 years of work they've they've put out for us in the mcu and if you say stop making so many movies i'm coming to your house and i'm biting you <laughs> so once again this is the house of darkness when it comes to a new episode of jive talk i will talk to you very soon especially because like i said in a week rain of the superman and i need to catch up and still watch spider-man into the spider-verse now that it's a Golden globe winner and and get myself ready for Shazam and Captain Marvel, where literally movies coming out to get you know out like a month apart. So, and that is not a big surprise that they're coming out a month apart in like in so in this fashion. So, anyways, uh, I hope thank you guys once again for listening to my episodes and all the dumb stuff that I say. Uh, I hope to talk and to you soon to talk about nerdy things and more and be more dumb for you guys. <laughs> and so, um, one other rule. Uh, now nah, I'll talk about that later. Don't worry about that. I'll, you'll. I'll, I might do an episode later when when some more things develop that I'm working on. So, but for now, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and thank you once again for listening to everything that I I, I record. And uh, I will talk to you soon. Oh, and Punisher season two is coming out. I think this month. I think it's this month. Yeah, this month. I think. All right, you guys have a good one. Bye bye.